Welcome home. You're listening to the 180 Church Podcast with Dr. Sammy and friends. Dr. Sammy and friends are resting this week and will return next week. However, we have a leader from our local church community giving today's message. E-180, Merry Christmas. Um, I hope you had a good one, uh, an incredible moment celebrating the Lord's birth. Um, I know we did. Uh, I said throughout the pandemic, throughout COVID worship, obviously this is not my pandemic um, COVID office. <laughs> I'd rather show you a beach, but it's a lot colder, snow, and et cetera. But I pray that you pray for me even throughout the next few months that uh, weather permit to shoot in my beautiful aesthetic uh, background in the beach near my house. Um, but just want to welcome you this this week, our final COVID worship, about 10 months now into this um, battling this virus together. I just want to applaud your effort. Um, you did an amazing job uh, sticking with us. I know that um, COVID worship is not the same. I'm so aware of that. But, you know, you guys really made it all of those who collaborated with us to make this um, Zoom and COVID worship possible and bearable even, and maybe even inspirational. Can we just give everyone who collaborated a hand right now, um, wherever you're watching, because um, Henry, creative director, all, who, all of those of you who submitted videos of beautiful backdrops during worship, all who collaborated for worship, we brought the old band back again with Johan and Anmin, the, the Christian heartthrobs from the 90s. You guys did a fantastic job with Sarah Bennett and all the members of the worship teams that collaborated. Thank you so much. Um, this week, we have a special treat. Uh, my mentor, Leighton Ford, he was doing a series um, in his own ministry on Alvin, and uh, we skipped joy as a theme. And so... I really wanted him to address that. So we have this special treat of him speaking about the Eventus, that part of joy from his house. Um, so it's going to be an amazing deposit of uh, wisdom from someone at 80, 80 years old that have experienced such, lived such a powerful life um, and in integrity for the Lord. So please enjoy that. And also last week I talked about Charlie Brown's Christmas. Um, I, I really encourage everyone watching this broadcast. If you haven't watched Charlie Brown's Christmas, I beseech you <laughs> in the name of Jesus to watch it with your family. Make it a tradition um, and show it to your kids because it's powerful. Uh, some people have said after last week's message that they watched it and it really spoke to them. It's a good way to share the gospel um, in a very neutral way, if that's threatening for you or you're petrified of sharing the gospel sometimes. So please share Snoopy and Charlie Brown to your friends and family, okay? So I just ask you to do that, uh, to perpetuate the event as the arrival of Christ. So before we go to Leighton and Scripture, let's practice the rule of life and exhale all the toxicities, all the concerns, 
any harassing thoughts, we bind and rebuke in the name of Jesus. And we inhale the transcending peace of God, the future and hope that God has promised. And the promise, he who started a good work in us will be faithful, is faithful to complete it. It is grace that brought us to him, and it is grace that will help us get back to him. So let's go to scripture, and we'll go to Leighton right after. See you in a bit. Hi everyone, um, today's scripture is from the book of John, chapter 16, verses 20 to 24. Very truly I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you, now is your time of grief. But I, but I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. In that day, you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly, I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive, and joy will be complete. That is the word of the Lord. Amen. Well, good day, and a blessed Christmas to you. I'm speaking to you today, talking to you just in a conversation, I hope, from our home here in Charlotte. You see our Christmas tree behind me. Uh, Jeannie is uh, right across from me listening, and our dog Buddy is sleeping soundly right beside me. And I'm glad to be able to talk to you. Uh, my friend Jim Singleton, who's been uh, scheduling these Sunday extras, asked if I would give a talk today, since we're so close to Christmas, on joy, the joy of Christmas. I hesitated a minute. Uh, simply because there doesn't seem to be a lot of joy around these days. But then I thought, well, isn't this the time to remember what joy is all about? I think so. Uh, my mind went back, actually, some years ago when I was asked to be the speaker on the national uh, program uh, called The Joyful Sound. It used to be the Old Fashioned Revival Hour, and I remember listening to that when I was a kid uh, in Canada on Sunday afternoons. But uh, Still the same message about the gospel, but uh, a different note, note to it, a different title. The Joyful Sound, which comes from that theme song, We Have Heard the Joyful Sound Jesus Saves. So let's think about joy today. I've been thinking especially, of course, about what our Lord had to say about it. Uh, in a time like this, in John 16, he's with his followers. This is his last supper with them. And here's one thing he said to them. Truly I tell you, you will weep and you will mourn. The world will rejoice, but your pain will turn into joy. Your pain will turn into joy. How is it for you today? You may be by yourself this Christmas. Uh, perhaps you're with uh, someone else, a spouse or with family. What is your pain today? What is your pain? There's a lot. It could be in the mind, could be in the body, could be in what's going around us. What is your pain? And where is your joy? Where is your joy? This book, especially the Gospels, is crammed full of joy. From the beginning of Jesus' story, how um, John the Baptist in his mother's womb leaped for joy. 
how Mary said, my soul rejoices in God, my Savior. And then, of course, the wonderful song, the angel saying to the shepherds on that Judean hill, a good news of great joy, which shall be to all people. That was the start of the story. And that thread runs all the way through to the very end where he says to us, this is from John 15, I've said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. It doesn't even end there because after the resurrection, they were filled with joy. And one of the keynotes of the early church was joy in all that they did. Uh, think, for example, of uh, Paul's letter to the Philippians, where in that one short book, 16 times he talks about joy or rejoicing. So this is a book full of joy. So today, what is your pain? Where is your joy? Where do we find real joy today? I have some witnesses I'd like to ask that question this morning, uh, especially because we look around us. A friend of mine who's a church leader said he went to many church meetings and they were always busy. But he said, I didn't sense much joy. We've learned how to keep ourselves busy, but not joyful. Ouch. Here are some witnesses to joy. First of all, Jesus himself. It says in the book of Hebrews, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross and the pain and now is at the right hand of the Father, a witness to joy. I think of C.S. Lewis, that uh, great English writer, apologist for the gospel, who wrote in his memoir, Surprised by Joy. Uh, that was very important to him because uh, C.S. Lewis was an atheist for many years, but he said it was hard to be a young atheist because these intimations of joy kept coming in over and over again. Where do they come from? What is the source of that joy? And he kept on searching and he kept on doubting until he took a walk with his friend J.R. Tolkien one night. And as they talked, he realized that the gospel story was true, absolutely true. And he said, I got to my knees, the most reluctant convert in England. But he described his life as one surprised by joy. Listen to what he wrote. Joy must be sharply distinguished both from happiness and pleasure. It's not just happiness or pleasure. Joy has one characteristic, that anyone who has experienced it will want it again. I doubt whether anyone who has tasted it would ever exchange it for all the pleasures of the world. Joy, witnessed by C.S. Lewis. Francis Collins is a witness of joy. That uh, outstanding eminent scientist who completed the Human Genome Project, brilliant man who's been deeply involved as the head of the National Institutes of Health fighting the pandemic. I had a conversation with him just a week ago. You can find it on our Late Foreign Ministries website. We talked for about an hour. And I noticed that in his face, there was joy. He's been working hard, 90 hours a week, sometimes not sleeping very much, deeply involved in this. And yet there was in his, in his life a sense that he too was a young unbeliever. And to one of his patients said, what do you believe, doctor? That began a search that led him through the writings of C.S. Lewis to his own strong Christian faith. Francis Collins, a witness to joy, not just happiness, not just pleasure. It's hard work these days for him. My wife, Jeannie, is a witness to joy. She had a talk that she uh, used to give uh, years ago in which she said, joy is a quality of life that has its roots in God. We talked about that at the breakfast table. By the way, we had our 67th anniversary yesterday. We've been together 67 years. I said, Jeannie, what is joy for you? She looked at me, nodded her head, smiled a bit, and she said, well, 67 years with you. Then she said, it's not all been pleasure. 
<laughs> but it's been real. Then I said, what are the qualities of joy for you? She said, well, it's something deep, roots in God. It's not superficial, it's something very deep. And she said, it's something that's lasting. It's permanent, not coming and going all the time. It's something that is so, so deep that I can know. She said, it's not just uh, a feeling, it's who I am and it's where I'm going. A witness to joy. So let me ask you again today, where is your pain? And where is your joy? The qualities of joy. These come to my mind as I've been thinking about it this week. One is surprise. C.S. Lewis said, I was surprised by joy. It's something that's unexpected, not something that we expect in normal life. It comes to us surprisingly from beyond ourselves. So it's surprising often. Not only that, but it's something that you can't manufacture. You can't just make it up. I remember, um, again, years ago, when Jean and I were in Scotland, I was preaching in the little fishing villages up there just after I'd started in the ministry. And I remember one night, it was a bad night. The weather was bad. The people were glum. I felt my sermon didn't mean anything to anybody. I was pretty discouraged. And I wanted just to go home and go to sleep. But we had to go out to a little circle of fellowship. And we were sitting there drinking tea. And I know I was looking pretty discouraged. And one of the pastors came over, stared at me, and said, Smile, brother, you're discouraged. I wanted to say, yes, I'm discouraged, and you're not helping at all. So it's not something we manufacture. It's a gift to us, surprising and a gift. And it's something that is not just a thought you have or not just an emotion. It almost deals with this in, in, in real physicality. Let me read you something else that C.S. Lewis had to say about when joy came. A letter was discovered in a second-hand bookstore that he had written to a Mrs. Ellis. Uh, and it was, uh, someone bought it. It was a book that he wrote on pain, the problem of pain. But he's writing to her about joy. And he, t he says, here's what it's like. It, it's real joy jumps under one's ribs, tickles down one's back, makes one forget meals, keeps one sleepless. He said, it's something I feel whether it's an agony or joy, something very deep and powerful inside me, the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And the other thing I would say is that joy has to do with yearning, longing. As Lewis said, it's when you once experience it, you want it to come again. It's not uh, something just an ongoing normal course of things. Uh, he had a German word that has in it the idea of something that is beyond something that you're looking for. And as Lewis says, the things that give us joy could be a, a picture, could be a movie, it could be a friend, it could be an, a, something we experience out in, in nature. He said, these are not the thing itself. They are pointers, they are reminders of what the source of joy is, a quality of life that has its roots in God. So where is your pain today? And where is your joy? Think of these wonderful words of Jesus that he wrote uh, to the disciples at the very end of his life, where he said, uh, if you keep in my, this is John 15 again, if you stay in my word and my Father's commands, my joy will be in you, your joy may be complete. We find it interacting with him through the scriptures and fellowship with him. And then he has this wonderful description of joy uh, he says, you're like a woman in labor 
who has pain because her hour has come. But when her child is born, she doesn't remember the pain and the anguish because of the joy of having brought a human being into the world. So we're, we're in a pregnant situation now. Our world is. Paul wrote this in Romans 8. He said, the whole creation is struggling together, waiting for the emergence of the sons and daughters of God. We're in a pregnant time where there's pain. that's labor right now. But there will be joy, joy in your life, joy in mine, as we trust in Him and God works through us to bring about His new creation. So abide in Him. Ask and you'll receive so that your joy may be complete. Ask. I remember one time years ago, I was in a bad mood. Our family's on vacation. I don't think I was much, bringing much joy to my family. I remember going down by the ocean in Florida, dark night, and just praying. One word joy. And somehow the next day I was able to share joy with the family. We've had, Gene and I have had some little signs of joy daily. There's a little bird, we think it's a woodpecker, that comes to our breakfast window and pecks, 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 has a beautiful little orange tuft on top. And uh, like it wants to be with us, that joy brings, uh, that bird brings joy to us. I, um, I heard from my granddaughter this week, she sent me a little video with a beautiful smile on her face. She said she's working on in Seattle by herself. She'd been quite lonely because her friends are away. She has to work at home. She'll be with us, God willing, for our Christmas day. But she said, uh, God, gave, I've had a lonely couple of months. I kept asking God to show me his love. And she said, it didn't seem to come. Finally, she said, I went off for a weekend to a little island, nothing exciting just had time to walk and to pray. And she said, I was overcome with a sense of the love of God. She said, I read about a Muslim guy who found Jesus. And she said, I just, I had tears, tears of joy that came through that. Where is your pain and where is your joy? Remember this promise of Jesus, stay in my word, trust in me. There's labored pains right now. He was going away. He said, you're going to miss me. I know that but my joy will be with you and I will make it complete. I have another little story that I've been thinking of reminiscing. I spoke at Amherst College up in Massachusetts for some evangelistic meetings some years ago. It was uh, right before Thanksgiving. It was a, uh, Amherst is an Ivy League school, very competitive, very highbrow, uh, very, uh, you know, not, not a great deal of interaction and love between people at that time. He said, Dr. Ford, do you know what I do after Thanksgiving? I said, what? He said, I walk around the campus and I whistle. I said, you whistle? He said, what? He said, I whistle Christmas carols. He said, everybody is so glum, so depressed, so down. I whistle joy to the world. Hark the herald angels sing, silent night. I thought, witnessing by whistling. Well, <laughs> I could try whistling this morning. I can't do that. But I would encourage you to join with me in your heart like joy to the world, joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her King. May the joy of Jesus Christ, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, be in you and through you. His joy. Amen.
benediction. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forever. And the culmination of the event is that the love of God holds you and may you share it with many. Jesus come. Amen. God bless you. Go in peace. Good afternoon, everybody. We just want to thank you guys for joining us for our Sunday service this afternoon. Before we finish, we have some community news for everyone, and we're going to start off with tithes and offering. As a reminder, you can always tithe through Venmo at Church 180, through our website, 180church.tv, using PayPal, or you can tithe through Zelle and Chase QuickPay at offering at 180church.tv. Our next announcement is about the Bible Reading Group, which you can find on Instagram at 180BRG, as well as on Tumblr at 180BRG. And here we post just a chapter of the Bible every day and a verse of the Bible on the Instagram account so that we can continue to have God's Word present at all times in our lives because we don't live on bread alone but we live on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Our next announcement is about the prayer text hotline, which you can find at 539-7-PRAYER or online at prayer at 180church.tv. Again, with everything that's going on in the world, sometimes we need a little bit of help. And the prayer text hotline is there so that we can lift up our requests, not only for ourselves, but for our loved ones, our friends, and our family to God. And so that we're not praying about these things alone, but we're praying for them in the context of community. Our next announcement is about small groups. And even though we're socially distancing from one another, it's still so important for us to continue to meet so that we can spur one another on, not just in faith in Christ, but spur one another on and encourage each other through the difficulties and the trials that are going on in life. No matter what stage of life you're in, we have a group that would be great for you. And right now, all of our groups are meeting online. So no matter where you are in the city or even in the country, we have a group that would be perfect for you. Our adult groups meet on Wednesdays at 7.30. Our young adult groups meet on Thursdays at 7.30. And our college group, 180 Fellowship, meets on Fridays at 7.30. If you're interested in joining a group, you can email Pastor Billy at billykim.180 at gmail.com. But finally, we want to invite you to all our social media outlets. Clearly, we are social media savvy from all the lists that you see here, from Facebook to YouTube to podcasts. And I just want to encourage you guys to actually follow along because there's so much rich resources that could actually bless you. From insightful articles uh, through Dr. Sammy that he has written, um, especially from Christianity Today, uh, to insightful, thoughtful discussions on the podcast with Pastor Lydia and Joe Lou. In addition to this, uh, we, have, we have a new addition, which is our SoundCloud. And it's a worship playlist of all the things that Pastor Lydia has played throughout this pandemic. So if you've been blessed by any song throughout this time, you'll see it there. Use it as a way to connect with God, to remember that God is with you. And to be blessed by him and to bless others through this situation that's going on. Those are all of our announcements for this Sunday. We want to thank you guys once again for joining us, and we hope to see you soon.